I, I'm not going to do an expository talk this morning. I just want to pick up a few uh, principles from this and encourage us in what we can do in similar manner in our day. Esther is a book about the Jewish people where many of them remain in exile and scattered across the nations. The story centers on Mordecai and Esther who are at the heart of the Persian Empire under King Xerxes and Esther has become one of his wives and uh, he she is uh, one of uh, the king's favorites as it were but she hasn't been called for many days her uncle Mordecai becomes aware of a plot against the Jews by uh, Haman who is one of their enemies he hates Jewish people he's a he's a racist if you like uh, he is uh, an ancestor of one of Israel's ancient enemies and Mordecai becomes aware of this threat and encourages Esther to move on behalf of her people and to go before the king and plead and cry out for justice for her people for the wrong and the evil that is intended against them to be uh, put to an end and stopped and throughout the book although we don't see God involved directly or God is not really mentioned throughout the book of Esther God's sovereignty working out through all this is clearly being revealed to us and what happens is the evil plot gets exposed and the Jewish people are saved because of Esther's courage and bravery to act on behalf of her people Esther goes before the king representing her people she's the source of and the starting point for justice and deliverance for all the Jews and saves them from being slaughtered by their enemies and just like Esther had to go before the king it's important we do not remain silent at this time and I want to encourage us all as we have been doing more and more that we continue to take up the cry and the prayer and intercession on behalf of people in our land and people across the globe the encouragement to Esther from Mordecai is uh, who knows but you have been brought into this place of privilege this place of opportunity for such a time as this and we are alive on the earth for such a time as this you and I are present on the earth in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic and God has a role and a responsibility for you and I to play for you and I to be faithful in proclaiming declaring and demonstrating the gospel and the kingdom whenever we have opportunity but also to be prevailing and persistent in prayer and intercession on behalf of other people you and I have a priestly role we are kings and priests unto our God 
the role of a priest is to represent God before the people, but also to represent the people before God. And like Esther goes into the presence of the king on behalf of her people, you and I can go into the presence of the king of kings on behalf of the people and plead for them, for their protection, for their deliverance, and for an end to this pandemic. Interesting that one of the strategies that Esther chooses to use is prayer and fasting. And uh, prayer and fasting, we know, is a spiritual discipline that we are called to as followers of Christ. In many respects, we endure a fast that is not of our choosing, in that we continue to have to meet together on Zoom. So in terms of our gathered and our embodied worship, we are enduring a forced fast. But of course, we can fast in many different ways. Uh, we can fast by giving up luxury items. We can fast from certain things that we might really enjoy doing. We can give up food and we can give up other things. And so fasting uh, alongside our prayers is something we want to take very very seriously and obviously as a church we've been having a monthly day of prayer and fasting and that next day comes up on the 10th of November so let's all be ready to play our part in prayer and fasting on that day. Esther goes before the king to make requests before the king and isn't it amazing that uh, she gains his favour. That royal scepter is held out to her and she is uh, told to make a request up to half the kingdom, the generosity of the king's heart towards her. And this king is not the Lord God of Israel, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This is not the one true God who is high king of heaven and his generosity and his heart towards us is so much more than this king's heart was to Esther. What we need to understand is we are highly favoured ones in the Lord's eyes. So many times in the scriptures we are reminded of that, that his favour rests upon us because of all that Jesus has done for us. We are the apple of his eye. Esther had to take the very bold and very courageous choice to go before the king in, if you like, in the uh, chance that uh, it could end her life. That was their custom. That was their practice at this time. You and I have the awesome privilege of open access into the throne room of heaven because Jesus has gone before us. Jesus has made a way through his death and sacrifice on the cross. We can go anytime and we have instant access to come before the Father. It's incredible, it's amazing that uh, we can uh, come always and be welcomed into the presence of Almighty God, the majesty from on high. And he welcomes us as children into his presence. His heart towards us is so great. His love towards us is so uh, massive an ending and his grace and mercy towards us 
no no bounds the important thing is though while that's the wonderful wonderful truth note in the passage we read esther put on her royal robes over the last number of weeks we've been talking about the spiritual clothing that the lord gives to us and that the lord uh, endows upon us and so many times we've talked about our responsibility not just to put on the clothes uh, and the armor but to keep them in good and proper working order to those white robes of righteousness to keep them clean how we live matters and we have to come into the presence of the king in the right way you know there are things in our lives attitudes actions beliefs behaviors that hinder our prayers there are a number of warnings about that in the new testament we need to be ruthless in setting aside anything that's going to hindrance our fellowship and our coming into the presence of god so let us put on those royal robes of righteousness let us be careful about the manner of our approach holy lives clean hearts and clean hands and uh, a renewed mind are what we need at these times so let's get our clothing right and let's get that manner of approach right in prayer and intercession god is a god of justice justice he is a just judge justice is his essential nature right back in genesis 18 and verse 25 when abraham is pleading on behalf of sodom and gomorrah and in a similar way we need to plead on behalf of the globe at this time uh, will not the judge of all the earth do what is right god will always do what is right jesus has done all that is necessary to put things right and we long for and we groan for and our spirits cry out for that day when everything will be put right as jesus is revealed and the kingdom comes but in the meantime we need to keep crying out for justice jesus tells a parable in luke chapter 18 of a widow who goes to an unjust judge now god is just in all his ways but what jesus is encouraging us there is to stay persistent in our prayers and to stay persistent particularly in crying out for justice god longs for justice on this earth the kingdom of god paul writes is righteousness and you can translate righteousness as justice it's equally correct so the kingdom of god is justice joy and peace in the holy spirit and of course the uh, prayer that jesus taught us to pray every day is a prayer for the kingdom your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so the the lord's prayer or more rightly we should call it the disciples prayer the prayer that jesus taught us to pray is a prayer that cries out for the justice of god's kingdom every day you and i have the ongoing role to cry out for to keep praying for to keep calling for uh, justice on this earth there and as we look around at this time 
it's been uh, likely for nearly all of us the most strange, the most challenging, the most difficult year that we have lived through in our lives. Uh, there may, there are those amongst us who've lived through times of crisis previously, and it might be similar but uh, different at the same time. But amidst this COVID pandemic, we are seeing right across the globe so many cries for justice, and we can bring those cries of justice to the Lord in prayer. The, if you move the slide on, Hugh, this is a, a lovely quote I found. God always works in this way, deep in the foundations of wrong. He has buried the small despised cry of justice. So often cries for justice that go out across this world, they are despised, aren't they? So sometimes in our world, it's he who shouts, shouts the loudest gets heard. But God hears even a whisper of a cry for justice from people who are overlooked, people who are unseen and people who are paid no attention to. God hears their cry for justice, just like he heard the cries of Israel back in Egypt. But so many cries for justice going up at this time. Racism in all its forms across the world. Equal rights for women. Think of nations like Nigeria, Belarus, Yemen. Uh, the fact that people trafficking, and particularly child trafficking, is on the increase and therefore slavery is probably happening at a greater level than ever before in history. Uh, even in our own nation the massive cry and uh, huge political uh, impact it's making of uh, meals for kids in holidays, the cry of migrants, refugees, asylum seekers and the increasing cries to pay attention to the climate change that is happening. That's not an exhaustive list. There are so many different cries going up. So often though, many of these cries are about rights and not about morality and truth. And particularly when it comes to sexuality and gender, there are so many cries going up in that respect. Uh, but obviously we are those that want to cry out for God's truth and God's uh, justice to be established in all these things. What COVID pandemic has done uh, is almost give like a megaphone to those that are crying out in these ways. Let's hear these cries for justice and let, as those who have the privilege and the honour and the opportunity to go before the Lord, those who have favour in his presence and those who his ear is ever attentive to. Let's put our clothes on, let's approach him in the right manner and let's turn those cries for justice into kingdom prayers for justice. I believe it's a really important role we have as God's people at this time. We must not grow weary, we must not uh, give up, but we must keep giving ourselves to prayer like we've never done before. And if we go to the final slide, uh, Hugh, uh, the dead cannot cry out for justice. It is the duty of the living 
to do so for them. We need to speak out on behalf of those that cannot speak out for themselves. So many encouragements in scripture to do that. But in many senses as well, you and I are alive. We're born again in Christ. We understand and our heart for justice is enhanced because of that. We are able to understand the heart of God in these things. We have a greater sensitivity for justice. We can cry out in a way that people who are not in Christ and born again cannot. So we who have that privilege, uh, let us keep bringing that cry to the Lord our God. As we walk with Jesus, we need to be a people who seek for, act for, and do justice in this earth. Prayer and action needs to be combined. Without prayer, we go nowhere, but prayer alone is not enough. So like the great prophet Micah, let us be those that seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. And one of the most effective ways we can do that right now is to take up that mantle, to take up that ministry of prayer and intercession, to understand that we are those that have favour to go into his presence and to cry out for justice on behalf of people and places across this globe. So be encouraged uh, to take up uh, that important ministry in prayer and intercession at this time. Let me pray. Father, we thank you that in and through our lovely Lord Jesus, your favour is upon us. Thank you that each and every one of us is dearly loved by you, that we are the apple of your eye, that you welcome us into your presence, that there's an open invitation, that Jesus has made the way. And Father, let us take seriously and uh, let us uh, be active in being those that come before you with prayer and intercession. Lord Jesus, thank you that you ever lived to make intercession for us in the heavens. You stand at the Lord's right hand and you pray for us 24-7-365 for all eternity. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you pray through us with groans and intercessions which cannot be heard. Help us to give ourselves to uh, you, Holy Spirit, so that you can pray through us effectively, that those cries for justice can be uh, heard and uh, expressed through your people. And Father, that uh, indeed your justice will come on this earth. Father, we cry out for the justice of your kingdom in this place of Wrexham, in this nation of Wales and across this globe. Father, we pray that truth, the truth of your word, the truth of your ways, that your will will be established at this time and that your kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven in Jesus' mighty name. So, Father, strengthen us all in our prayer lives. Take us deeper, we pray, in and through the power of your spirit in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.